Hey gentlemen, this is Robert Nolan. Welcome to the Sword and Shield Devotionals for Men. Well, today is November 25th. Uh, it is release day for my new book with Disciple Publishing, Believe, Become, Be, Becoming the Man God Believes You Can Be. I've done three uh, podcast episodes talking about the book. I'm going to do another one today. I'll be do one final one past the release date. But today is the big release day, and it's no longer a pre-order. It's ready to go. You can buy it straight out of your cart. So um, today I want to talk about a couple of scripture passages, and I, I deal with this in the book, but I'm going to hit it here for just a little bit and focus on it just to give you another teaser out of the book. Um, this is um, talking about Matthew 4, 18 through 22, and Luke 9, 57 through 62. I'm going to read those passages uh, really quick here out of the New Living Translation. Matthew 4, 18 through 22 says, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. All right, let's contrast that to Luke chapter 9, 57 through 62. It says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, come follow me. The man agreed, but then he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Now, two interesting passages because you have Jesus uh, called two sets of brothers, and they just drop everything and immediately follow him. And you have three situations here with other men where he calls them and they give some sort of a, a reason. And he basically um, kind of lets them have it in a, in a, in a nice way here. And just, you know, what's the deal about that? So first of all, in the Matthew four passage, like what made these just really normal guys take such abrupt action? I mean, think about it. Somebody just walks up and says, Hey, come and follow me. And you just drop everything and you go. And by the way, you know, they fished again, but not, not the way that they did to go back to the business with their dad. They, they fished sometimes for, for eating food, for catching food, but they stayed in their ministry for Jesus from that point forward. Like they never went back. They never, ever went back. So when you look at that, you're like, well, did Jesus exert some sort of forcible spiritual power over them or, or what? Like, what was the deal here? But like the answer is no. And here's the thing. These are Jewish men who had, as young men, gone through the process of being evaluated by the rabbis, like all young Jewish men did. So from childhood, they had been taught the Torah. So when they reached the proper age, like all young men, a rabbi took them and tested them on their ability to handle scripture. So if they could repeat, memorize passages properly, they would ask, be asked questions about the context of various verses and if they can answer them correctly. And then if they could pass this really difficult test, the rabbi would say, come and follow me into training as a rabbi. 
But if the rabbi wasn't pleased with their responses or they didn't pass the test, the rabbi would release them to go find a career. Now, for a lot of guys, that would be to follow the path of their father, going to business with their dad, which is pretty much what happened in uh, both these situations in Matthew. That's why they, that Jesus found them out in the boat uh, with their dad. So Jesus had already gained a reputation as a rabbi at this point, as, a, as that something was going on with this guy. And word had gotten around that something was different about him. So when he walks up, they recognize him, and with no test at all. Now think about this. There's no rabbi test. There's no, hey, quote me some scripture. Hey, what do you think about this passage? Tell me, can you get it into context? Can you memorize it? Can, can, or can you repeat your memorization? He just said, come and follow me. He didn't give them a test. That was a huge honor, and it was a huge shock to somebody who had flunked the original rabbi test. So essentially, this is like a really rare second chance that this well-known rabbi doesn't test them. He just walks up and says, come and follow me. Now, the interesting thing is they were going to get tested. It's just the test was going to follow the follow. It's not going to be before. So they left their boat. They left their dad behind, which represents for us career and family. Um, their response to Jesus was just an immediate yes. But you know, not everyone Jesus called dropped their nets. In the Luke passage, we saw the three situations, the guys who declined to follow Jesus by offering what sounded like really good reasons. but And at first, Jesus' responses kind of seem harsh. But in every single instance, the men were giving cultural excuses. When you go and you dive into the meanings of what those men said and and you you really look at the words there, you realize what they were doing is creating cultural excuses. So they were kind of actually being politically correct, kind of look good and sound good. And Jesus knew that and kind of called their bluff. He knew they really didn't mean what they were saying. So here's the here's the bottom line where we go in the book, Believe, Become, Be. And there's also what we're going to be talking about today, just to close up here, is, you know, Jesus comes to us and says, come and follow me. And I don't know for, about you, but I really think of every day as that opportunity is, is Jesus coming and say, Hey, you're going to follow me today. Even though I'm a believer, even though I'm a Christian, like, am I really going to walk with him and do what he says today? Or is it going to be my day and I'm going to do whatever I want. So when Jesus comes and says that, do I drop my nets? Do I drop those things that I think are so important and my agendas and what I want to do? Or do I really listen to Jesus and follow him and realize that I have a choice. Am I going to give him a cultural excuse? Am I going to be politically correct and just sound good? Or am I really going to follow him? So um, in, in that, you know, only you and God know for you what you have to drop to find your place with him so you can walk with Jesus in freedom. Um, before you can follow him, your heart has to be ready to go. And that was exactly the point of what Jesus said to the three men in the Luke 9 passage is their hearts weren't ready to go. They weren't there. Uh, they got the offer, but they didn't take it. For the disciples, you know, there was nothing wrong with being fishermen in that day. That was a that was a very lucrative could, could be a very lucrative career, and it was a very respectable career. Um, there was not anything wrong going into business with your dad. Jesus didn't have a problem with fishermen. He didn't have a problem with being in business with your dad. It was a good, honest living. But here's the bottom line of this: Jesus just called normal, simple guys who had all originally flunked the the, the first rabbi test. But he came to these guys because he was going to launch a revolution that was going to change history. And that's what he's still doing today. Now, here's the, the good news, guys, as I close up for today, is we have a choice every single day to follow Jesus or say no 
and not drop our nets, grab them up and give cultural excuses and sound good, sound religious, but not really follow him. But the bottom line is he walks up to us and in the midst of our careers and our families and all the things we're involved in. And he doesn't say drop those things. He doesn't say leave your family. He doesn't say quit your job. But what he does do is he says, I'm calling you to live out your life in me, to be a part of the same exact revolution that those original 12 disciples dropped their nets to do. And I'm asking you to, to involve me in your life, to allow, to allow my spirit to live in you. And so you can follow me, be a part of the same revolution to change hearts. So I want to ask you, what is it that you need to leave maybe? to follow Christ, to fully commit to Him. What are we holding on to? What's holding us back? We've got to continually evaluate those questions and wonder. Uh, and just ask ourselves and be honest every day, am I going to follow Jesus? And Am I going to drop my nets that I get tangled up in so easily? Or am I going to um, follow Him, walk with Him in purity and truth and freedom as He calls us to do? So, guys, it's just a short little excerpt, um, some, some of the discussion from the Believe, Become, Be, Becoming the Man God Believes You Can Be book that's out today. So uh, I hope you'll uh, check it out. It's great to use in a men's small group. It's great to use in your men's ministry. So I'm looking forward to seeing what God does with this book and what happens out there, because really, it's just words on a page. It's really up to His Spirit to make it come alive and change the lives of men. So guys, thanks so much for listening. This is Robert Nolan, The Sword and Shield, Devotionals for Men. Go get them.